Hello, hello everyone. Thank you so much for joining. I am excited every Thursday night to host Minu Marielle and the 108 Pearls of Wisdom. And tonight we have a very special surprise. So I wanna tell you a little bit about that before we get started. Tonight we will be having a session on what Minu calls nuggets of wisdom. She'll explain what the difference is between the pearls of wisdom and the nuggets of wisdom, but just know that you're in for a real surprise. The focus of this session is going to be about anxiety. And I know we all tend to have a little anxiety from time to time. And what's so special about this particular session is she's going to not just focus on anxiety, but you know, this is a big issue. We, we all have dealt with it. And I think even more than ever, people are dealing with it in their own way. And in this session, she's going to guide people on how to recognize um, anxiety and nip it in the bud and work on how to regroup, restore yourself in a regenerative way. And Minu always says, like, not sustainable, but regenerative, because that way you don't have to keep redoing it. It just redoes itself. So this is going to be very exciting to hear. And how can we overcome when we have an episode of anxiety? Because we often have multiple episodes of anxiety, and then they add up to just one big mess. So we will be hosting a Q&A at the end. So if you have any questions at all, feel free to just give those over to us and we will make sure that we get them answered. Also, if your question doesn't get answered, you can always reach out and we'll try to answer that in an upcoming session. It all depends on how, how long tonight's session goes. So again, for those of you who are just joining us, Tonight's session is about the nuggets of wisdom, which is a little different than our 108 pearls of wisdom. So tonight, again, we will be focusing on anxiety and the big, huge issue that we're all dealing with right now. I think there isn't a person on the planet who hasn't dealt with anxiety in some way, some form. So Minu is going to guide us through this. And how can we nip it in the bud? Like, what's the strategy to nip it in the bud so that you can overcome it and, you know, you won't be gripped by it? The regrouping, the restoring yourself in a regenerative way. So I'm going to go ahead and, and just so everyone knows, this meeting is being recorded so that you can watch it over and over. So Minu, hello. It's so nice to see you tonight. Hello, Catherine. It's great to be here. Today, I'm in Stuttgart. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't keep up with you. I need like a big world map so I can like connect the dots of where you are headed. So tell me a little bit about that. Um, I'm actually going up to the lakes for 10 days um, just to, you know, have a retreat. So all my sessions will actually be coming from there for the next 10 days. Um, yeah. I'm like heading back towards uh, Dubai very soon, by the middle of July. Um, you know, you know how I had the drop of the hat, I would do international travel. You can't quite do it like that anymore. <laughs> well, I'm just curious, Minu, um, you're heading up to the lakes and I know when you get to a space where you're away from the chaos and you know, all of that, does, the, does it flow in even more? Do you find that you're receiving even more when you tend to get away? Because I have a feeling we're gonna get a lot more pearls of wisdom coming our way in the next 10 days. <laughs> You know, uh, the, here's the thing. Uh, what happens generally with people when you go get away, you're actually within yourself, you're calm, and you start tapping into it more. 
Now, what I have learned to do for myself is I am just present all the time. So all the wisdom from the cosmos is there within each one of us anyway. It's mm. just a matter of accessing it. So, uh, you, know, you, you know, the phrase that I use a lot, which is we are all magnificent beings in human disguise. The magnificence remains the same. I've also learned that home is where I am. So it doesn't matter. I could be in a completely chaotic space. That wisdom is already there on tap. And I've just learned to allow myself to receive. So it doesn't matter. You know, all this wisdom is already there. <laughs> well, it's exciting. Tonight, as I was mentioning to our Facebook Live viewers, and I'll say to everyone else, um, tonight is very special. Minu is going to take us on a little journey of the nuggets of wisdom. And this is a little bit different than, uh, and I want Minu to explain this, than the pearls of wisdom. So get ready for a beautiful ride tonight. We're going to talk about anxiety and how we're going to be able to work with that and regroup and restore ourselves in a regenerative way once we can overcome these episodes of anxiety. So Minu, back over to you. I'd love to hear um, a little bit about the difference in the pearls of wisdom versus the, um, this particular nugget of wisdom. Yes. So, uh, I mean, you know, the, the, I was just sharing with, uh, with Catherine the next pearl of wisdom, and I was excited to deliver that today. And what I really received as an intuitive guidance is that uh, there is a lot of anxiety that is, some of it is under the surface, percolating, some of it is in, in the face, but it's there, you know, as the world is opening, opening up, it just is uh, opening up. So there is, there is like a, a wave of it that is sweeping. So you can have a wave like a breeze or you can have it like this full blown gush of wind. Um, and and there, is, there is that anxiety piece that is like, like spreading like a, like a wave. So what I was shown was that a pearl of wisdom, the difference is a pearl of wisdom where each pearl um, you know, enables us to create a world as a world that works for everyone. Nuggets of wisdom are, uh, are um, nuggets that you add to your treasure trove that you can dip in to address the issue that that collection of nuggets is for. Uh, but it is a matter of your choice. You feel empowered that it's there and you can dip into it as and when you require it. So it's, it's a bit more ad hoc and random and uh, we will just receive intuitive guidance from time to time that it's it's time for a nugget of wisdom as opposed to the next pearl of wisdom. So this is the, the first of many that we will receive as time goes on. Uh, you're muted, Catherine. Oh, I was just saying that I'm excited. I, I know this one's going to be very special and I know we've all dealt with anxiety from time to time. So I can't wait to put this tool in my tool belt um, so that we can just pull it out whenever needed. So thank you so much, Minu, for bringing this one forth. And I wanted to let everyone know that we will have time, hopefully at the end, for Q&A. So if anyone is feeling like they'd like to ask a question, just type that in the chat as we go. And then at the end, if we have time, we'll be able to get to each and every one of you. So back over to you, Minu. Great. Thank you. And with regards to questions, what I would say is um, it doesn't have to relate to what I'm speaking about. It could be to do with an issue around anxiety that you may have dealt with yourself. 
okay, this anxiety about how you're living your life, relationships, um, you know, past, future, whatever, stuff that exists, stuff that doesn't exist, stuff that is creation of our own imagination, whatever it may be, you know, um, just go ahead and tap those questions in and we will get to those. Okay, Catherine, so I'm just going to dive in now. Thank you. Great. Thank you, Minu. Okay, anxiety. So the first thing to get is uh, an understanding of anxiety, what anxiety is. So anxiety is, uh, it's, it, everything is a vibration. So anxiety itself is a vibration. Now, when we allocate a label to a vibration, there is often an innate vibration of that particular word. So the, 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 the innate vibration of anxiety is propulsion. Now it can propel us in any direction. It can propel us forward because what, one of the things that does happen often is, you know, there is an, a, there is, there is a, that propulsion can create um, uh, adrenaline and that adrenaline can be used to provide us momentum to move forward or it could be used to take us into a direction that could become a train wreck. It is up to us how we choose to spin when that propulsion is invoked by us giving the label of anxiety to anything. So the first thing to always understand is what it, what it is. We all have anxiety in our field, you know, because we are being propelled. We don't just sit in one place breathing in and out. You know, we are propelled. We are moving forward. There is some form of propulsion that is directing the life force that is being generated in ourselves. Anxiety uh, is therefore there in our fields. We choose from time to time to turn the volume up on it. And often when we turn the volume up on it, unbeknown to us, just as a force of habit, we tend to turn the volume up in a, in, in a lower vibrational direction. So I call it a, a negative vibration direction. And then that anxiety very soon leads to anguish, which soon leads to depression. So we've done a session. The first pearl of wisdom, I think, was um, anxiety release and anguish relinquish. Where really the, the focus very much was on the anguish part and the depression part and focused quite a lot on, you know, those of us who are often supporting others who are going through a period of depression or experiencing anguish. Our focus today is on anxiety itself. There's a whole platform that is being created with all these nuggets of wisdom, pearls of wisdom, various um, you know, programs that I've done with Catherine, the work I do with businesses in relationships, all about really bringing in miracles, the experience of miracles where something occurs that makes your heart sing. Now, there is a, there is a whole series of programs that are 
to do with anxiety. And as I have a set of people that are testing those programs, the feedback that I got from that was what this session is really about, addressing those missing pieces. So the first piece is let's get on the same page around anxiety. It's not a bad thing. It's innate vibe is propulsion. And that propulsion can be taken in any direction that we wish. Here's something else to know, you know. We are alchemists, each one of us. We are an alchemist that is taking in different ingredients in terms of different vibrations that are at play. That some that are there just by the virtue of us being human, others that are there of our own creation, others that just land like anxiety in our fields. We take these different ingredients and we create something new from it. So anxiety as a vibration, whose innate vibration is propulsion, added to the vibration of love, which is the innate vibration of being human. And love as a vibration is basically an amplifying frequency. And it's an amplifying frequency of whole and completeness. The innate vibration of love is whole and completeness. So if you just take anxiety for, okay, I'm feeling a little anxious here, and just even acknowledging that you're feeling anxious, and I'm gonna step into my innate vibration of being human, which is love, whole and complete, allowing the amplification to take place, what gets amplified and propelled forward is the whole and completeness. Because that is what occurs with anxiety. It propels things forward. So it's really important to understand. Now add to that your frequency of trust, which also is a vibration, but it's a chosen one. You know, it doesn't just exist. The moment you choose to trust in how things will show up, trust in whatever is occurring is exactly what is meant to occur. Trust, innate vibration of trust is putting a stake in the ground. So what you do then is you're putting a stake in the ground of the frequency of love which is you as a human, automatically it starts to get amplified. Anxiety you've acknowledged, and therefore you, have, you, you can tap into the propulsion power of anxiety, and you're putting that as a stake in the ground. Allows you to remain in your center, anchored, grounded, with this powerful ability to expand and amplify. So this is first getting on ground zero, if you like, the, the same page on anxiety. But once you understand that part, now that is easy for me to say when you're not already in the grip of it. 
when you're starting to feel that anxiety, there's like, you know, there's some little bit of restlessness occurring. Where anxiety starts to enter the phase where it could get into a gripping mode very quickly. So when anxiety turns from feeling that, that feeling of restlessness to suddenly you're in the grip of it, it's, it feels like it's happened all of a sudden, but it really builds up to that. You can choose to nip it in the bud when that restlessness begins. When the restlessness begins, sometimes that restlessness is a little bit like that feeling of infatuation, where you have butterflies in your, in your tummy and you know there's like a light flutter in your heart. You can take that and say, okay, propulsion, propeller is on. I can add to this proactively my vibration of love. And that restlessness starts to enter the realm of whole and completeness. And you start like literally, literally coming home to you and you start to enjoy that feeling of restlessness because really what you've done is you've added that whole and completeness to it. Now, sometimes there is a situation that has occurred. Someone who was supposed to call you back, you're waiting on a, on a client call or you're waiting on, on, on someone else and that call isn't coming through, restlessness begins. And then your mind starts spinning tails about this may have happened and that may have happened and that may have happened. Now your mind can spin tails and they don't necessarily feel yucky. You know, they just are so, or they start, or they, in fact, you could proactively spin the tails in a direction where it starts to feel yummy. The key thing is to know the minute restlessness begins, you are consciously becoming aware of anxieties at play, which means you have the power to propel forward. The propulsion engine is on, the spark is ignited. Once the spark is ignited, it is up to you. It's like in a car, engine of a car. You have, it has to, the engine has to spark for you to actually be able to, to see something happen when you put your foot on the gas. You know, when the engine hasn't sparked, you can put the foot on the gas, you know, and the car remains stationary. Once it has sparked, you can put the foot on the gas. Remember, you hold the steering wheel all the time. And you also have access to the brakes. But only when you recognize that you do have that access. Now, if you suddenly forget, get, um, you know, get an amnesia about how to use the brakes, you can't stop that propulsion. Your foot is on the gas and it just goes harder on the gas. And you, if you don't know how to do an emergency stop at that point, you could have a crash and it could be quite not a very pleasant accident. 
So when it comes to anxiety, it's really important to be vigilant about it and utilize what I call as nip in the butt strategies. Nip in the butt strategies call you to hold your center, remain connected to your heart and therefore be present as an observer of what is occurring. Anxiety does not grip you by itself when you're being an observer. As long as you notice that when restlessness begin, anxiety is invoked. And what is invoked is the innate vibration of anxiety, which is a propulsion effect. So as long as you pick it up at that point where that restlessness begins, you can choose which direction you're going to take that. And it's in those choices that the nipping in the bud takes place and it does not grip you. You can, you know, like I've done sometimes, particularly since I embarked on my journey of enlightenment, you know, gone into the car, knowing that I'm going to drive somewhere and coming from a knowing that it's actually going to be a magical experience. And I turned the spark on and put my foot on the gas and allowed my intuition to take me forward. But there was a context to that. The context was my connection to my heart as uh, an indicator that it is singing and therefore there is a miracle here and it's only up to me to make that connection. So I could allow for the flowing of where this car is going to take me to occur. But I was constantly in the space where I know that I knew that I was the one driving the car. I was the one that was looking forward. I was the one using the rear view mirror when I needed to or the side mirrors when I needed to. And I was the one making the choice when I was going to stop. What I did do before I started, check that, you know, I had sufficient fuel, the battery was fine, the brake was okay, and then off I went. So that, if you use that analogy and use that to work with anxiety, when you notice that initial restlessness, sometimes this restlessness is coming from within you other times, this restlessness is just there in the air. I mean, and right now, that is what it is. You know, when I get got this intuitive hit to do this session on anxiety, there is some restlessness in the air, which some people are going down the track of, you know, being, take, being gripped by anxiety, and others don't quite know what to make of it. But it's there. So there's an undertone of anxiety that is, you know, there, spread present. As the world returns into the post-COVID world, it's such a fabulous opportunity to utilize this propulsion combined with 
our innate vibration of love and move forward with, with the context of remaining anchored, amplified and propelled forward coming from love. Absolutely essential in the realm where at a foundation level, uncertainty is certain, unknown is the known, taking nothing for granted is a modus operandi and so on. So a few reiterations about nipping in the bud, recognizing that anxiety is present in our field generally, and it often begins as a sensation of restlessness. And that restlessness, the moment you feel that restlessness, even if it feels slightly yucky, you know, rather than focusing your attention on that, go into focusing your attention on okay, I am human, you know, and as a human, my innate vibration is love. I embrace and embody that. Automatically, you are in an amplifying frequency of whole and completeness. Now that restlessness can continue to percolate, but now you have stationed yourself in that whole and completeness vibe of love. The choice of stationing yourself in that whole and complete vibe of love brings about an activation of whole and completeness. So even if you are not quite in a state of whole and completeness, because you were feeling restless in the first place, the propulsion engine is on and you actually move in the direction of getting more and more and more whole and complete. If you instead do nothing, you notice that restlessness, you then see your mind going into, ah, that's the reason for it. Oh, this is what it means. The meaning-making machine engine gets turned on. And in no time at all, you lose sight of what is real and one meaning leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. And in no time at all, you're in the grip of anxiety and anguish is in. And that can happen. You know, it can happen to the most enlightened ones. So much, take nothing for granted is the modus operandi. Remember, these are one of the commandments. So it can happen to the most enlightened folks that in no time at all, you just weren't vigilant about it. And in no time at all, you're in the grip of anxiety. Now, when you find yourself in that place, you're in the grip of anxiety. The important thing is to always keep some way in which you can remain connected to something other than whatever it is that you're anxious about. Keeping, keeping a conscious, so what I say to people is, keep the, that connection that you keep, regardless of whatever is going on, is the connection to your knowing that you hold the miracle lens. At any point in time, 
you have the miracle lens, it's like a magnifying glass. And you can focus that lens on uncovering what is making my heart sing. And it may be really difficult when you're in the grip of anxiety, particularly if you have a loved one who's suddenly taken ill and has had to rush to, into the hospital or something has occurred somewhere where there's a whole collection of people, one after the other, you know, like it happened in India recently. It's like, you know, 20 people today are COVID positive. Oh, 10 of those are in critical state. Oh, today, four of them died. Oh my gosh, by the end of the day, it's 25. I mean, it was like that, you know, that it's, we've actually experienced that in our lifetime. It's, it's quite difficult to even accept that you can't feel any form of anxiety that's propelling you into a negative uh, side when things like that happen that, are, that seem so out of our control. It's in moments like that, you focus your attention on my heart is beating. I am still here, I still have life. I am breathing in and out. I have my miracle lens. Your heart is beating, it is a song of the heart. If the heart is singing, it is singing about the miracles that are there right now. And it may feel, you may, you may be engulfed by guilt thinking, what, what, what nonsense is this? How can I be sitting here looking at something positive that is happening? Well, you're doing it just so that you can apply that propulsion power that is that you're in the grip of to take you out of this futile train wreck situation of landing deeper and deeper into this anxious zone. But there are so, and really what I'm what I'm getting you to do here is do enough to break the pattern so that you're not now in on a train wreck. You know you're off track. And you know there is some recovery to be done. Now we go into the, into, the, into the process of how you recover from that. You're still not out of the grip of anxiety. So there are four foundational pieces, foundational practices that you can implement, like, the, like foundational pillars. And they provide the stability for you know, let's say your table, if you like, upon which you're going to then lay out your buffet or your set of canapes or gourmet from which you're going to nourish and nurture yourself to move forward. And these four foundational pillars, the first one is, once you've interrupted the pattern, the first one is the unconditional acceptance. When you are in the grip of anxiety and somebody says unconditionally accept what is, you even feel like slapping them back. Like just get over it. You have no idea what I'm experiencing right now. Now I'm saying this to you because I know most of you here have heard me over and over and over again. So I'm saying, you know, the first foundational pillar is the unconditional acceptance process. And that process has got certain steps to it. The first is honoring. 
honoring what you are experiencing right now. In honoring what you're experiencing right now, it calls you to really go into the lay of the land. What is going on? I'm feeling this restlessness. I'm feeling ungrounded. I'm feeling you know, a sense of sadness or grief or frustration. You know, whatever it is, acknowledging that, in the acknowledgement lies the power. It's like a weed killer and Equally, it's like that very fine tube with the perfect um, nutritional ingredients that sometimes is used in automatic watering systems. So, it, you know, acknowledgement has that. It laser beam focuses the nourishment for that which, you know, supports you to move forward in a positive way. And it also sprays the weed killing uh, ingredients to remove that which no longer serves you. You don't need to worry about what is what. You just go into acknowledgement. It will do its thing. Acknowledge what's going on. So that's the lay of the land part where you are acknowledging. And once you have acknowledged it, and in your acknowledgement, you just keep asking, is there anything else? that comes to mind. Is there anything else I'm feeling? You're doing nothing about what you are acknowledging. All you're doing is acknowledging, acknowledging, acknowledging. And you acknowledge every little piece that comes out from within you, including, I feel so stupid that I'm going on and on and on about this thing. Acknowledge that. What I'm getting you to do here in this process is become that non-judgmental self, because it is in our judgments that we apply to ourselves, we literally take away our connection to dignity. Nobody, nobody out there can give you more dignity or take it away. You are the one that does it. You give that power to someone else, and then you give them even more power by saying, oh, you know, just look at the way they talk to me. Look at the way that I was ignored. Well, so what? Yes, it causes a bit of restlessness. Okay, propulsion is, is engaged. I'm going to acknowledge what's going on, what I feel about it. It's okay to acknowledge the meaning you're giving to certain situations without doing anything other than acknowledging because what the reason why acknowledgement is where the power lies is because in your acknowledgement of you and doing it with presence you are honoring your own worthiness and you are reclaiming dignity dignity is you honoring your own worthiness and having the ability to stand in that space and honor that in others so the first pillar is that reclaiming of dignity by understanding the lay of the land and acknowledging all that is. This is when you are in the grip of anxiety. The second pillar is the pillar of that choice you make where 
in the face of everything that you have just acknowledged, you make a conscious choice, which is the choice for you. And that choice you're making in a conscious way is unconditional acceptance of all that is. And literally that is the exhale moment. You enter a realm of deep exhale. What comes after a deep exhale is a deep inhale. It's natural. And what happens when you inhale, you're actually taking oxygen in. The food, the nourishment, the essential ingredient for yourselves. And that's why I call this unconditional acceptance as a pillar in its own right. Experience the big exhale moment, go into the deep inhale. If you have the where with it all at this point, do five, nine, four, six breaths. You don't need to do any more than that. Breathe in to the count of nine, hold to the count of four, breathe out to the count of six. And what does that do? It connects your mind brain, your heart brain, and your gut brain. Your mind brain is about survival. So suddenly, instead of being propelled forward, gasping for breath, you enter a realm of knowing that you are surviving, you've survived. You can now get into the present and experience the moment. In you experiencing the moment, you experience that reconnection to your dignity because you've already honored your worthiness through the process that we just did. And when you get into that space where you are honoring your own worthiness, you're experiencing that dignity, you can now enter the thriving realm, which is a connection to your gut, your inner wisdom, the wisdom that you were born with, knowing that you can tap into it. And that's where you go into this inhale, exhale, the 946 connects all three. The 946 breath, very simple as it is, it also opens up the 13 chakras. These are life force system points, which are points that enable life force to flow perfectly through your entire field, not just your physical self, all the way from your physical self to your higher self. These 13 chakras, there's seven that have been known uh, for a long time, but actually 13 have now become fully activated for us as humans. The 946 opens up and aligns those just by doing that breath. So now you have life force moving through you. Vitality starts to return. And you can now utilize the propulsion for whichever direction you wish to be propelled forward. So now we go to the third foundational pillar. And the third foundational pillar is reclaiming 
your miracle lens. And looking through it, honoring and acknowledging that my heart is singing. I, I have life. I am breathing in and out. The only purpose to life is to come alive. And that occurs with how I choose to live my life. But before you embark forward in what you would call as living your life, let's just get into the right vibe by connecting to the miracles that you are present to, the fact that your heart is singing. It may only be one or two things that you find as you're coming out from the grip of anxiety. Honor yourself, it's fine. It's like, you know, when a, when a, when a young baby is taking its first step or it makes its first sound or whatever it does, the, le the, the amount of encouragement that a parent or a grandparent gives, and I'm engaged in that, as you know, for the last few months, is over the top because we just truly celebrate this little baby step that has taken place. Treat yourself like that. Use the miracle lens and your use of the miracle lens, see it as a baby step. And those of you who've done work with me know what I talk about when it comes to baby step. A baby step is a fundamental step. When a baby takes its first step, there is no going back. It takes another and another and no time at all. It goes from taking steps and wobbling and waddling about to walking to running. So for us as adults, Getting to this point when you are in the grip of anxiety where you are now able to grasp your own miracle lens, that's like a baby step, step forward. And literally one step will lead to another. You may waddle, you may wobble, have a drunken walk, whatever it may be, but you will regroup and take off and there will be no going back. And now you're ready for the fourth pillar. where you acknowledge yourself as the creator. And now you're ready to co-create where you wish to go next. Your, your, the regrouping has already taken place. And you can stand on that foundation of the abundance and abundance of so much that is going on that is making your heart sing. And create what your logical next step would be. And then go ahead and take that step. Really, when you are in the grip of anxiety and you're applying these four, the four pillar process, you get to the fourth one, and if you only focus on what's my logical next step, and just take that logical next step, that in itself starts to create movement. And then you ask, okay, what's my logical step, next step now? Take that logical next step and allow that to unfold. Be gentle and kind to yourself. 
how do you make all of this that you have done? You've come out of the grip of anxiety. How do you make all of this regenerative? You make all of this regenerative by how you choose to take action. And this is applying a particular nuance to the choices you're making. We are choosing all the time. Again, you heard me say this. We are born with three things. We are born with choice. We are born with dignity. And we are born with our own unique mastery that I call as our source mastery that puts us at the source of our life. So you're choosing anyway all the time. And really what happens is you make a choice and then you take action. They're two different things. You choose first and then you take action. Well, I'm introducing a nuance. If you wish your recovery and restoration post-anxiety to be one that is, you know, that continues to um, uh, you know, repeat and um, continue to multiply, you, t you pause, you make the choice. You understand the consequence of the action you're about to take. And you make the choice of choosing that consequence. And then take the action. Or not take the action. So you choose, engage with the consequence of that, of the action that choice is going to generate, and then choose consciously the consequence, and then go ahead and take the action. And it becomes regenerative. And that's really where the power of the propulsion factor that anxiety is becomes evident and visible because it regenerates itself just as fast as it can propel you into a train wreck situation. And this, everything I have shared so far can provide for really great notes and aha moments and light bulbs going on. The way you empower yourself from it is by putting it into action. Step by step, bit by bit. Knowing that anxiety begins with that feeling of restlessness. It's the same sort of feeling that you have when you first get infatuated with someone or something. And it's up to you. You are the alchemist to create something that enables, propels you forward. So listen to what I have shared here and do it piece by piece. You know, master each piece, you know, recognizing 
when you're going into the anxiety piece, you know, getting, getting yourself to master, leveraging that restlessness to propel you forward rather than being, being ignorant about it or ignoring it and then finding yourself in the grip of it. Even if you find yourself in the grip of it, use the four pillar process to be able to come out of that grip and then use the choice nuance of consequence of your actions and choosing the consequence as a way of regenerating the propulsion forward that you have access to when anxiety is something that you start noticing in a conscious way. So over to you, Catherine, we have a few minutes for a few questions. If people have those, that would be great. Thank you so much, Minu. Um, that was a lot. That was quite, quite a bit of information. And I know that, you know, it's, it's one thing to hear it. It's another thing to put it in motion. And I'm, I'm curious. I want to make sure I leave room for whoever would like to ask a question. So if anyone has a specific question, either something that you're dealing with or with regards to what Minu has brought forth, go ahead and pop that in the chat so that we have time to get those answered. Um, and I just wondered, Minu, you know, you're bringing forth a lot that we've talked about in the past. So for any when it's a newcomer, this might be a little bit overwhelming. I think most of us um, that aren't on Facebook Live, but we're in the, the room, then we, we have a big understanding about this. But for someone who's brand new and they're on Facebook and they're watching this for the first time and they're saying, I'm anxious and now I'm overwhelmed with all that I'm hearing, <laughs> which sometimes you can get in that place, what would be like the first tip that you would give them to get them out of that that space of overwhelm because they don't even know where to go. Breathe, you know. So if you if you feel that overwhelm, just do the nine four six breath, and you may do it twice. You may do it three times. Breathe into the count of nine. Hold to the count of four. Breathe out to the count of six. Right. That interrupts any pattern. And it brings that connection between your mind, your heart, and your gut. And then you start the four pillar process. You know, by Love. really acknowledging everything that you are overwhelmed by and take it from there. And I love that you said that because it's something that we take for granted and we think we're breathing all the time, but we forget that often we're not. We're holding our breath, especially when we get anxious. And just that yeah. tip, remember to take that deeper breath, maybe than normal. Thank you for that reminder. Um, we have another question. Um, how do we guide friends or family members if they tend to get anxious at something that's small? What would be, again, breathing is a perfect example to remind them to breathe, but when you're around them and maybe they're not looking to you as the expert, how would you suggest that we, you know, we go there with them? So, you know, with, with friends and family members, if you were to say, okay, you know, just pause and breathe, they'll just get really upset with you. You know, they're not interested in that. Many a times when someone is anxious and they are talking, sometimes they let, you tend to talk a lot when you're anxious, right? Or you tend to just be completely silent. 
the most important support that we can give is to hold the container in which this person can show up in whatever way they are at, wherever they are at, in whatever way they wish to show up, without necessarily pushing them with any advice, because that is not necessarily what they're looking for. So the best thing you can do is to create a container of safety where they can start acknowledging everything that they're feeling. You know, so allow them to speak, allow them to express whatever without you giving solutions to them. They're not looking for solutions. Power lies in acknowledgement. So if, if, if someone is anxious around you, holding the container, giving them the space to continue to acknowledge everything that is going on for them, you will find that they themselves will start connecting the dots after they have acknowledged everything and come up with their own solutions. And you can then very, very, you know, discerningly provide a little bit of input here and there. And when you see that they are ready to unconditionally accept what is, you can then get them to engage with, okay, in amidst all of this, you know, it's really great what you have achieved. What's actually there that is making you smile? What's actually there that is positive in amidst all of this? And they then turn the corner. Uh, hold the space to let them do the work. That's the key thing. You know, thank you, Minu. I, I also know for me that um, sometimes when I get in a state of overwhelm and I can't tend to break it down, I reach for these notes. I go back to the learning. I go back to the lesson. It's almost like I need the reminder. So those of us who have had the teaching, we've had the learning and we just forget or we're not able to go there. I've found that very helpful. So I'm going to make a little cliff note of this one in particular. It's going to be my anxiety card. You know, we don't have to take the pill. We can take the card and just remind ourselves that we are the ones that are in control, even when we think we're yeah. not. Yeah. So I read a couple things. Um, I'm just going to read what's being written. Um, there's a lot of information here from Vince. This is the ingredients for keeping the conflict within from taking control, keeping us conscious and reminding us always we have the control to how to experience everything. Now just choose what we really want. Right on Vince. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. Um, so that's a yes, right? Me for Vince yeah, is on absolutely. Track. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Asha says, all happening is to my body, mind, and heart. But when I feel that soul is just the observer and you feel I am me, soul far from the changing thoughts as I am under, I am unchanging in this way, my anxiety disappears. Okay, Minu, I don't know if you can better, I think I might not have read that exactly right, but she's basically saying that when she feels the soul is the observer, um, the soul isn't reached by the mind. I am, that's how I'm taking that, right? And you know where um, the key thing is this is, it, this, is, this is really the journey of being an observer. You know, and you've heard me say, my mom uh, asked me uh, when I first got back from Bali and I started downloading and I started writing. And she said, Oh, I'm really happy that you're writing. You're going to write a lot. If you were to ask God for anything right now, what would you ask? And I said, 
I would ask embodied enlightenment. And she said, wow, that's a big thing that you've asked. You know, uh, many of our saints have asked that and they've had to rel relinquish their bodies to receive it. Uh, for this, you're going to have to live your life like an observer. And for me, it was like such a boring way to live your life. I want to now engage in life, you know, something lovely is happening here. And she said, well, you know, being an observer is the most engaged form of living your life. And yes, that has that is the journey that I went on. It was my journey of self-liberation. It was my journey into miracles. So I see that now, why it became a journey of self-liberation, you know, and, and this is the essence of embodied enlightenment. It is where that diff, that separation of the soul from the human body, that separation itself is the root cause of continuing to propel a conflict. Keeping that conflict that restlessness of the human form feeling less than the soul and the soul feeling that it has to confine itself to the limitations of the human form, you know? So rather than have the soul be the observer, bring about that harmonious connection between the soul, which is limitless, which, has, which is indestructible, to see that it has made a conscious choice to amplify itself through the frequency of love that is innate to this human form, now the human form can be the observer. And when the observer in the human form that is harmonized with the soul occurs, you literally, that is what is making your heart sing. There is no heart when the soul comes, whereas as far as the soul is concerned. You know, and that is what makes everything real here now. And it becomes an expansive, amplifying journey of adventures, of amazing experiences, even in the toughest and the darkest of times, that causes a transformation, causes a rejuvenation to occur. So, you know, my response to you, Asha, is just bring together the soul and the human form because they are together. Let the two of them be in harmony and apply the observation prowess in a conscious way through your human form and see what that does for you. That mm. is when true anxiety disappears. Otherwise, the anxiety disappears. You're in the soul space, soul space, soul space. Anxiety disappears. And then voila, something happens. You're in this human form. Anxiety is back. And you're into a train wreck situation. Do the work on bringing it together. Beyond meditation is all about that. Attunement to the human form. Aminu, I have, um, thank you for that explanation. I think that was helpful for many. Um, could you suggest ways to become friends with anxiety um, yeah. instead of pushing it away or ignoring it? Or I know we do this work in other places, but could you speak about maybe how we could um, acknowledge it, of course, and then how do we become friends with it so we can get through to the other you know, side? Once you understand what it is, 
it is its innate vibration is propulsion propulsion that you can use to propel you forward or you can use to you know catastrophically cause collapse it is a propulsion force that is given into your hands and you can make it a friend you can make it a foe you know and that is a matter of your choice it's a, it's like one of those those power rangers you know your own power ranger power that you have but it's a powerful one it is well, not is here to destroy you it is not here to do anything other than give you the force that propels you forward whichever direction you wish to take it you wish to utilize it it's such a, a unique perspective and insight minu to look at this from your vantage point and i think that's what these pearls of wisdom are all about because we forget that we have other ways of acknowledging observing and we're so used to looking at it from our perspective but i so appreciate this new um beautiful perspective that i've never even thought of before so i'm sure that this is going to be one um that we need to practice and it's almost like adapt to because we don't look at it that way it's just a whole new possibility so thank you so much for giving us all an opportunity to embrace that <laughs> instead of being fearful oh, of it fix it you know we're always trying to fix our problems and this is a yeah. whole new perspective so if there's yeah. any other questions i would love to have those we're right at a minute so i think closing comments statements thoughts would be beautiful for this i know for me this has been another eye opener and i love looking at it again from this unique inspiring vantage point so thank you minu and uh if anyone else has anything that they'd like to share just pop it in the comments and i'll i'll be able to read that for minu i know i see vents driving i think he's in maui tuning in from the car so it's always nice to see where everyone is so don't be fearful of putting yourself on the uh you know um you can always come forth no matter where you are we're all muted so um as long as we show up that's what matters yeah it's all about just simply showing up and it is show time this is the thing you know it is your time you are the lead act in your show show up <laughs> otherwise there is no show <laughs> that's the key thing and connie says love this nugget i agree connie it's, it's yeah. remarkable <laughs> fabulous Vince, um, don't don't try to type so we'll just read your mind on this one i don't want you running off the road i know you're on the twists and turns of maui um okay love from mexico city sarah fun yay um this is the core of a wonderful life hopefully vince did that with his voice recorder and not his hands uh, anxiety is one emotion and what we have learned today can be applied to all negative emotions. Very true. So beautiful. 
Is there anyone else who would like to give a comment? Ronel's comment is a beautiful one, which is, uh, thank you, Minu, for giving us the way to a way to see anxiety in a, as a way to freedom. That's the thing, you know, how do you make it a friend? It is, it is a journey to self-liberation. It's the propulsion to that. It's very exciting. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you all. Thank you for coming tonight. And we will have another Pearl of Wisdom one of our 108 coming up next week. So we won't, don't want to miss that. Um, and yes, thank you, Minu, for giving us this key to seeing anxiety as a way to freedom. I think that's such a be beautiful way to close the evening. Thank you all. We will be right here. And maybe we'll see you Tuesday, Thursday, or Saturday morning. Great. Thanks, thank guys. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.